BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. Welcome to episode 59 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is with the incredible Kendall Hanna. If you're unfamiliar with Kendall Hanna, she is a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur. Yes, I know. I love that title as well. But really, Kendall, I know of Kendall from Houston. We never really got together in Houston, though, and I don't know why because we are so similar. But we connect through Instagram. We talk on Instagram. I She's one of my favorite accounts to follow because she's just so inspiring. We talked about this in the episode. She's equal parts inspiring and funny and real. And I just, I love her whole vibe. And she's living in Trinidad actually right now uh, with her husband for his work for another, for a couple of years. And so she just has a really great story. I love her outlook on life. I love her vibe and she does so many different things and she's just really inspirational and really just a really cool girl. So I was thrilled. Like I I don't know why I didn't have her on sooner, but the other day I like DM'd her and I'm like, Kendall, I have to have you on my podcast. She's like, uh, yes, please. And we set it up a few days later and here we are. So I really think you're going to love this episode. We talk about so many different things, so many things that resonated with me and I think will resonate with a lot of you as well. So without making this a long intro, I want to get right into it. I do want to say one quick thing. I recently changed my Instagram handle from Julie Lauren 14 to by Julie Lauren, B-Y Julie Lauren, because the 14 was throwing people off. 14, by the way, is my birthday, January 14th, Um, but it was time for a change. I couldn't get Julie Lauren because someone has it and they will not part with it. I asked them. So it's by Julie Lauren, which uh, works very well. So anyway, that is my Instagram handle going forward. Just so you know, you don't have to do anything on your end, but just so you're aware. And now let's get into it. I am so excited for this episode. Here we are without further ado. Kendall Hanna on episode 59 of Hashtag No Filter. Hi, Kendall. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to finally get to like have a long conversation with you. Me too. And just so everyone knows, we can paint the picture. We just had like a 25 minute electronic like issue. I, I think it could be because Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know. I feel like Mer- Mercury has like stayed in retrograde. Yes. Like, it's never coming out. It's never coming out, but we made it. We're fine. So Kendall, before we get into all the fun and juicy questions, can you just give everyone a little background about who you are, what you do, where you're living right now, and all of that, a little synopsis of your life? Oh my gosh. This question is like a nightmare for me. Right? It's like the first thing we were joking about this, but it's like the first thing that people ask you at parties yep. and you're like, so how much time do you have? Right. Like <laughs> sit down with me. Yes. Yes. 
Um, I just like want to make up a job that sounds a lot more like complicated and important right. that people don't like ask questions. They're like, right. oh, okay. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm living in Trinidad in Tobago, which is a little Caribbean island. Um, I moved here with my husband uh, temporarily. We're on a temporary thing. So um, and I am it's hard to say what I do if you were going to have um just a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. I like to call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> yes. Preach. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm a fashion designer. I um, co-design on a, a line called Myth and Muse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a writer. And uh, before I moved here, I was a full-time photographer and videographer. So I shot fashion. I worked um, and shot fashion for free people and anthropology Um, and, uh, eventually kind of started working on my own, um, and was working with mostly female entrepreneurs and I would use photography and videography and like social media, whatever, to kind of help them get to where they wanted to be visually, uh, for their business. So yeah, that's kind of what I do as far as, you know, what makes money. Right, Um, right. And then, you know, I have all kinds of little side things. I was going to say, you have lots going on on your Instagram. Like, I'm I'm not just saying this because she's on, we're doing like a Skype interview right now, but actually you're one of my favorite accounts to follow. Like, you're just, seriously, you're equal parts inspirational and all that, but also very fun and real. Like, it's, anyway, we'll, we'll get to all that. So that's, I digress, I digress. I digress. That's in a nutshell. So first let's start with Trinidad. So you're living in Trinidad for how long? So, well, so my husband works in, um, the oil and gas, Mm. um, industry. And so whenever they say how long anything's going to be, you can pretty much double it. Ah. Um, so, uh, we were sent here for about a year and a half, a year to a year and a half assignment. So I think we'll probably be here for about two, two and a half years. Okay. Um, and I am six months into being here. Six months in. Okay. So how are you liking it? It is so crazy. So I have traveled the entire world, not the entire world. I've traveled mm. a lot, um, but I've never lived outside of Texas in my whole life. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Yes, I know. So I, you know, born, raised, stayed there. And so even when I would take long extended trips and whenever I'm a well-seasoned traveler, but I actually have only moved within Texas. So this was it's very different, obviously, to travel somewhere versus live somewhere mm. and like you know, pay your electricity bill in a different country kind of thing. Right. Um, so it has been, I seriously feel like this season is going to be very much a before and after Trinidad kind of transition Mm. because it's that it's been that impactful. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I have days where I absolutely love it and I feel like the luckiest girl in the world. And there are some days where I'm like, in a ball crying in my oh. shower and everything. So really, yeah, it just depends on the day, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, cause that's so, a big, that's not just like moving to a different city in Texas or even to another state in the United States of America. I mean, you're, it's, uh, it was it, I mean, it's very different, right? Than how yeah, things it's are. it's a third yeah. world country. Right. So right. it is very, very different. Um, and it's kind of funny. It's this awkward time of my life where, it was so, so incredibly difficult to move where I absolutely, I've moved from Houston, Texas and, um, I had such a career and life and everything that I loved so much. 
And so to pick up and move somewhere almost felt like a breakup, right? like just leaving so much of what I love. And I know that, you know, kind of that feeling too, like just by moving and things like that. It's just things that you don't think are going to be hard or things you have to move. And they come out of the woodwork and you're like, I didn't even know I found my identity in that. Right. Like, and um, I, I don't know if you, sorry to cut you off, but I, it goes yeah. with this a little, I don't know if you've noticed this um, because now you're six months in, but I, and I've moved a lot. So we're kind of opposite where I have not traveled all over, but I have moved a shit ton. And there's this like kind of honeymoon period. I, I kind of call it, I've talked about it with my therapist. When you move somewhere or when you're about to move somewhere, that's really fucking exciting. Like it's like you're on this high. And then when things settle in, it's like, oh shit. Like, okay, <laughs> got it. Logistics now, you know, and there's like harder. I don't know if you've had that. Like, do you, did I, you feel that way? I think so. I think I had that when I moved like other places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think moving here, it's actually the opposite. Like I get oh. happier and happier every day. Good. Okay. Um, because for a while, well, first of all, I was very stressed out about going and yeah. leaving everything behind. Um, but then getting here with like, so I drive on the opposite side of the road, opposite side of the car. Oh my um, God. I see. I didn't know that about, I didn't know that was the case down there. So it's like yeah, everything yeah. that could be different is different. Like <laughs> everything that could be different is different. And so it was learning so many new systems that it was, I was so anxiety ridden yeah. for a while because even driving was so stressful. Um, and it's a pretty dangerous country. And well, I was so, going to ask you that. How do you, are, do you feel safe? Are you, I am like miss independent. Like, yeah. and so for me to be kind of told, like, I can't do certain things by myself. I can't wear what I want. I can't do was a big, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It was a big challenge for me. And I don't know. So yeah, so it, that I feel like the first few months were absolutely the hardest. Oh. Um, and, but now I'm like, Oh man, I've got this. Like now I have all these new systems under my belt and right. I, I don't know. I'm someone who like kind of needs to feel street smart. Yeah. Yep. And when you move somewhere that different, you feel so on street smart that you're like, I can't even, I don't know what people are talking about in conversation. I don't right. know what, like you are you completely out so- of your comforts. I mean, there is no, there's no comfort. Like you're in a brand new environment. Yes. So wow. I think now I've kind of got like my bearings and my systems and my schedule and things like that, where I'm like, okay, it's still really difficult. Right. Um, but I am just coming into this understanding that it was like I was absolutely placed here for what I'm learning right now. Yes, so I have course. I'm very thankful for that. That at the end of the day, I'm never like, why did I move here? I'm right. very much like, wow, okay, this is exactly why I needed to be here. So that that's is amazing. I mean, it's like the fact that you get to do this even through the hard days. I mean, this is a very I, I, I mean, of course, I'm not the one living, but it's a very cool experience that you're doing this, that you that yeah. you get to yeah. do this. I think it's awesome. Has it how has it been? So making friends as an adult I, I can be I mean, I feel like every day I'm reading articles on making friends as an adult. And I know yeah. I want to talk about White Buffalo Project. Um, I want you to talk yeah. about that a little because it kind of has to do with this. How have you felt making friends? Have you made friends there? Like, how has that been? Because making friends as an adult in general can be hard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wrote that on my Instagram the other day, like on yeah. one of my stories, because I went and hung out with some people. I had gotten invited through a mutual friend here. Um, I don't have any friends here that are outside of my husband's like coworkers. Right, right. Um, which I'm like the artist freak in the corner who's like <laughs> all these engineer guys who are so left brain. Right. And like and I'm like And then there's you. <laughs> I'm gonna show up, you know, whatever. So I really wanted to make some local friends here and um 
So I went and hung out with some people, like a group that I had never met before. And I still kind of had that feeling. I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in myself and whatever, but it's still that first day of school feeling. Like when you go and meet with other adults, you're like, Well, it's like you're going on a date. Like it's, you're going on a first date. (laughs) Yes. 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 With more unforgiving people usually. Right. Right. So have you, so that's, you're kind of just starting now to, to kind of make those friends. Got it. Because it it can be hard. Yes. But I also think I realized how much, like by being here, how much, um, I feel like I connect with a lot of different kinds of people, but I was realizing how much I'd put myself in kind of an, uh, like echo chamber, mm-hmm. um, with my friends. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, obviously we love people who are like us who think like this, right. whatever, but I kind of created, especially through white Buffalo, like I'd created so many people that kind of had the same mindset, which was so beautiful right. and so healthy for me. But to come here, it's like, man, you don't, there's no one like me. Like there's no one who grew up the way that I did who like, it's just all so different that, um, it's really broadened my understanding of people because you can't just connect with people that are like you or agree with or live life like you, you know, that's incredible. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's so cool. More sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, It's made me more sensitive to like how other people, even for me, like understanding, like, there are people who follow me from other countries, right? Right. And I never thought about it. And even being understanding of the things that I complain about, the yes. things that I celebrate, the things that I show, like I've become a lot more private because I'm like this, I want my, my social media presence and like everything that I represent right. to be connecting of people. Yes. And there are certain things I'm understanding are very divisive, which are anything that causes like envy, yep. anything that's like about money, anything like that is like that divides people instead of connects people. And so that's made me a lot more sensitive about those things. That's amazing. So will you talk a little bit about White Buffalo for those that don't know? Is it still, I know because you were the kind of the head, is it still going on or? Yes, 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 yes. So when I moved, I moved from, uh, like I'll give you a little background of how it started to kind of understand the feeling of it. Um, So when I moved to Houston, I moved from Austin and I went to Houston, like kicking and screaming. I wanted to stay in Austin, Um, but um, moved to Houston and uh, I was working a job where everyone, um, like I was still a creative entrepreneur. So when you're a creative entrepreneur, as you know, like, you know, too, but a lot of the people that you deal with are clients, not, Mm -hmm. not friends there. And so I was talking to all these people and like working with them, but I was like, I don't have any like cohorts. Like, and so, um, then I went out and kind of like try to find friends in Houston and it was so difficult to find. Like I didn't want, I didn't want someone to just like shoot the shit with a little bit and then like not know if we were going to hang out again. I was like, I want someone who can like come over and sit on my couch and watch Netflix and like drink wine, yell at the TV. Yes. And like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Yes. And so I, um, yeah, so I would like meet girls, like it really is like dating. Like I would meet girls, like they would invite me out to the bar Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and then they would, we would never talk again and you know, things like that. And so, um, and I wanted friendships that were like as close as that kind of college feeling. Um, and so I, I, as I started making friends, more girls were like, man, I don't know how to make friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, so this is kind of, this is common. Like, right. This is everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I created White Buffalo Project as this idea of um, we're going to come together and understand we're all here to make friends, Mm -hmm. but like a certain quality of friends. So you're not coming in here to like PR. You're not coming in here to like talk about what you do for your job. Like you're not, you're not trying to pitch anything. You're coming in and being like, Hey, I am like this awesome human being. You are all awesome, awesome human beings. Like let's actually get deep and be friends. And so I, I developed the whole, I, I, I'm serious. It, the best things that come from the silliest, yeah. most simple ideas. Like I'm like, wow, okay. Making friends like, right. Right. And so, um, so I tried to do everything that I could to create a space where people felt safe right. to just make friends. Um, cause I think that that's the problem with making friends today as an adult. You just don't feel safe, Correct. you know, or it, it comes from, like you said, like you're pitching something or there's yeah. a PR angle. Exactly. Right. Or yeah. Like you are mutually, you know, using each other. Or right. Something. Right, and, right. 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 Um, and so anyway, and I think that there is absolutely a place for that, for like your, your, um, like work relationship, totally. and your, you know, things like that. But I wanted something that also was on the side of like your emotional support kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so we started that where it started as like little meetups and then got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it became, um, um, I wanted like people were saying, Oh, the biggest impact I had was when it was like a small group. And so then what I did was I created, um, something called herds, oh. which like, you know, little Buffalo yeah, herds. yeah, yeah. And um, developed a leadership team where they were all um, hosting these events every month, like in their house. Like I was really passionate about having it in your house where you kind of develop that feeling of like personal and safe and whatever. Like I didn't want it at just like a coffee shop or whatever. And so um, I developed herds and yeah, we just have hundreds of girls throughout Houston, um, who are in these herds of groups that are, you know, nine to 15 women. And, uh, so I wrote a book, like a workbook essentially that guides through different subjects so that, and like wrote different essays on them and have workbook pages and things like that. So that it's kind of this I mean, they do like their own thing yeah. and talk about whatever, but it's kind of this guiding into deeper conversation. Cause I think we all want to have those, but no one wants to be the person who starts it. Well, cause it's, it's cause then it's scary to be vulnerable and to like start that out. So that's kind of, you exactly, have like a guidebook yeah. on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have the leaders kind of guide into conversation and let it go where it'll go. And so all of those groups meet once a month. Um, and yeah. And so they hang out with each other. And so my biggest thing is like some people leave white Buffalo because they've met their best friends. And I'm like, that's perfect. I only want that to be a space of like, you don't need to stay in white Buffalo forever. Some people do, but I wanted this space where I was like, okay, you can come in. And the whole point is to meet people you really connect with. And then you could go off and just be friends. That's awesome. And is it only in Houston? I forget. Yes. It's it's in Houston. I have toyed with the idea because I'm still managing the team over there. Um, I've also kind of let it just be their baby. Like I took the six months before I moved to be like, okay, let's like figure out how to do all this where I'm not having to micromanage anything. Um, but I, I've considered, um, having that in other cities. I just want 
to make sure the quality mm-hmm, exactly. stays and that safety stays. And so I think it's kind of hard for me to not be somewhere to make sure that that's like, you know, right. I, I mean, I just think it's such a great, now. it's such a great thing. I mean, even you, I mean, moving to Trinidad versus me moving to Florida, two different, very different places, but like, I, yeah, I know of people here, but it would be cool to have something like that. And, and, and for any city you move to, like, I think it's just such a great thing because it, it, it's really hard to make friends. It's not, it's a lot easier when you're in middle school and elementary school and you're, or in camp, if you go to summer camp, like, yeah, your friends exactly. are built in. It's like a, a no brainer. So I, right. it's so yeah. awesome. You do that. And I guess and along those lines, I mean, you're very, I mean, not just through white Buffalo, but like I've seen on your Instagram and in general, you're very supportive of other women, of other businesses, of other creative entrepreneurs. So oh. I, yeah. You are beyond like, support. It's like, it's amazing because some people aren't. And so it's definitely noticed when someone is and the whole community over competition and collaboration over competition. What would you say? Like, I don't want to say like words of wisdom, but like I, I, talk, if you can just talk a little bit about that, because it is in this like kind of crazy Instagram, social media world, it's very easy to get jealous and to look to the mm-hmm. right and the left. So how do you, how do you, how are you so supportive without feeling that jealousy, I guess? Um, I think for me is that my biggest feeling of that is that we are so much stronger as a squad, mm-hmm. yeah. um, than individually, like, you know, like even me and you talking and having this is stronger than us having our conversations right. alone. Yes. And, um, I just think that it's like, if you're jealous of someone, just befriend them. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? Because if I feel like if jealousy pings up in me, it's like pointing me to something of being like, what? I feel like it's actually admiration that's displaced. Yeah. Good. I love how you put that. And so it's like, if I'm jealous of someone, it's like, man, I really admire actually what you're doing. And I wish I had that in me. But so instead of like sulking and being like, I'm not as good as that being like, like, let's team up. Like, right. Why don't I learn from you? Like, why don't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that social media in general has like really pitted, uh, women against each other too, yes. because we see so many, like everyone. Okay. Like everyone has their strength. Like your strength is going to be different than mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when we go through our, our, you know, thread or whatever, we're seeing everyone's strengths all at one time. And so we have this feeling within ourselves that we need to, you know, encompass every single strength. Right. And that's not true. It's like, you got to stay in your lane exactly. and then learn from people who are strong in other lanes. And so I think that that's just my biggest I thing. Love, but I love how you say it's admiration displaced. And I also, and I, and that's a really good point. Cause when you are scrolling through your, your feed, whatever, and you're seeing one after the other, it just almost, it's almost like a mind fuck, right? Like it's just, that's what social media is sometimes, but no, I love that. So, and so you're, I mean, you're all about that and, and you have a lot going on. I mean, you have, like you said, you're a designer, you help small businesses, you have wipe out. I mean, you have so many things going on and I, do you also sing? I swear I saw that you sing as well. Oh my gosh. So my, okay. Like if you were to ask me throughout my whole life, this is something I'm trying to like come into, but yeah, I no, I do not sing, but I feel like you do my, though. Right. I feel like I've heard you sing and it's amazing. I had no, I love singing. Aww. So my whole life, if you would ask me like what I wanted to do, I would have been like, I want to be a rock star. Um, wow. and like when I was younger 
And so I have always loved, loved, loved singing, but that is a medium for me that I've always been very uncomfortable with showing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I had, uh, someone the other day, like tag me in a challenge of singing Uh and I sang and got such beautiful response, but I was like cringing. Like, I'm you know sure. when you like cringe and you like squeeze your butt. Cheeks, yes, it's like, like oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like, so that was probably one of the most vulnerable things that I oh shared, not because I don't enjoy that, but because I'm like, ugh, I don't, that feels so vulnerable, you know? But wow. I would love, that's one of my personal goals is to get better at that. So I'm, learning the piano right now so that I actually feel a little bit like, I feel like if I'm playing the piano, it's a little bit less weird that you're just singing. <laughs> so, you but are you, I mean? so will you sing more on your Instagram? Like, is this going to happen? I hope so. Maybe you can hold me accountable. Yeah, I will. I'm going to check in on you now. <laughs> no, yeah. but you have, I mean, you have a lot going on and even just from, like you said the, at the beginning when you were like, these are things that make me money. And then you have your hobbies. How do you, I mean, do you believe in balance? Like how do you manage it all? And, and like, I guess, how do you structure your day? Okay. Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> I think moving to Trinidad was one of the biggest lessons in balance um because i have so much more time now but like in the fact that i'm not so much of what my job in houston was was like running around managing people like being in meetings things like that and as i unwind here which has been kind of a painful process of unwinding Mm -hmm. um because i'm like it makes me realize how built into all of us we have of hustle so that you know that you are like worth taking up space kind of thing like validation like the hustle yeah and I think that I am really multi-passionate like I love all the things that I do but I really realized how much you can't you cannot spin all the plates at once right you can't no and um so I think it's I think you can have whatever you want in life I do you just can't have it all at the same time Right. Because something's Uh, bound to, I mean, literally, if you have all the plates at once, one is bound to drop and break. Like you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, And so I think for me coming here was definitely more of a, and I think as you get older, you're like, start getting way more um, conservative about your energy. You're like, this is not worth my energy. Like, this is, I only have so much, it's less about hours in the day and how much energy you have. Exactly. You're right. And so I, yeah. So I think that like coming here with a lot, um, hyper-focused, my thing of like, this is what I want to stand for. And these are the things I want to work on. And this is the feeling that I want someone to have when they leave it. And if it does not meet that criteria, it's not worth putting the energy into it. So that's kind of how you decide what you're going to focus on, what you're going to work on and do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and trying to keep a balance for me of doing things for myself and doing things for other people. Right. Right. Exactly. I love that because it's such a thing as balance. I was going to say, that's why I'm like, is there even such a thing? (laughs) 
<laughs> but it, like we're similar in the sense where you have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. You know, I have the podcast and I wrote a book a while ago. I'm working on another. I work with clients and sometimes it's very, con- I, I, I think we were in, in our emailing back and forth setting this up. We mentioned this and it can be confusing. Like people, like you said at the beginning, I wish sometimes that when I'm at a party, a party, I don't really like go like out a Me lot. Either. But, I don't know why I said party. <laughs> I don't know. The last time I've been at a party. No, but if I'm out and I meet someone, they're like, what do you do? It is like a really hard thing for me to answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't just say I'm a lawyer. I'm a banker. I work in oil. So like, how do you, does that ever, like sometimes it does get me and I'm like, I love what I'm doing. I know I'm meant to be doing all this, but how do you kind of like talk about it? Yeah. So Something that this is actually like what my husband pointed out in me. And I was like, it made me like so mad when he said it. And then it like sunk in. And I was like, okay, you're very, yeah, this is very real. You're right. So it was a very different because all of the people that I was around before were kind of people who were more understanding of the concept of being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the other. Okay. But then when you talk, when I moved here and almost everyone that I was around were not people who understood that idea in the first place. It made me feel like I had to over explain what I do right? because I was like, I need you to take me seriously. Like just because like, you know what I mean? Like totally because I am not an engineer. doesn't mean like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I would be like, I do this and that. And like, well, but this and, uh, Clint like called me out one time after and he was like, you're trying to explain what you do so much more than you need to. Like what you're doing is beautiful and powerful. You don't have to like overcompensate by trying to have someone else understand what it is. Yeah. It's a really good point, Clint. That's a good point. Damn it. Yeah. I will. Cause sometimes my husband will say things like that too. And he'll not exact, but like you're, you're over explaining, like, just tell Mm -hmm. me you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, now I just say, Oh, like, yeah, I'm a fashion designer and writer and I just moved here six months ago. So I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. I love, I love it. Very light, very succinct, very, this is what it is, but sometimes it can not like choke me up, but like it gets like, cause I do have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that are creative entrepreneurs in that world, but I also have a lot of friends that are they are advertising. They are, you know, which is awesome. Great for them, but it's a lot easier for them to talk about what they do. (laughs) Exactly. But I also think that we like have this thing where when you first meet someone, you're like, okay, this is what it's going to be. But it's either the fact that you're never going to see this person again, right? or you become friends with this person and then they get to know what you do. Yes, exactly. So it kind of takes that pressure off because you're like, who cares if you know, Karen White knows all the projects that I'm working on. Like she doesn't care. She's just like, Hey, I liked your energy. Like she's just trying to think of a question to ask you so she can engage conversation. How did you come up with Karen White? Is that like your random name that you, you know, like when people have just, it truly just can't. I just feel like Karen is very generic and white. is very. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's kind of like when I'm saying like, I like when I'm exaggerating, like I did something, it's always 27 times, like 27 is (laughs) Karen White. Anyway. Um, so you're like, you know, along those lines, you're in terms of, you know, kind of doing what you do. You are who you are. You're very authentic. You're very, and you're very vulnerable in your writing. Like, are you, so you, you also write poetry, correct? Yes. I, yeah. I, mean, I love that. That's kind of my little, like, 
self-expression out. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so you're very, you're very real. Like kind of what you see on Instagram is what you get. This is who you are. How had, have you ever had like instances where you're, you know, cause vulnerability can be scary. Like, have you ever had instances where you kind of get a little like, I mean, I guess you just said with your singing, but does that happen often? Or you're just very much like authenticity is everything. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Or what's kind of your, what are your thoughts on that? I think authenticity is like when you boil it down, it's just truth telling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that truth telling is a muscle. So I think that for me, like when I posted my first poem, I, especially because you had to understand, like, I think that now I have a lot more, like people almost get surprised when they meet me because they're like, you're so goofy or like, <laughs> you're athletic or you're like, what, like they, I, it's hard to represent yourself. I'm like, I am all these things. So right. when I started posting poetry, like that was a very artistic thing to do. Mm-hmm. And not everyone in my life knew me in that way. And so when I posted my first poem, I was like shitting myself. I was like, I'm okay, sure. this is way too, especially because I have very professional clients. Oh, and so wow. I was like, me posting this is going to, what I thought was going to kind of break apart my professionalism. Hmm. Um, and I think I, I will say, I understand this comes from like the luxury of being able to do so, but I, a lot of people that I work with, they're actually, to me is, I actually don't post a lot of the work that I do professionally because I want someone to connect with me as a person. And if you connect with me as a person, I can work with you. I love that. And so I think that it actually was semi helpful because it was me putting myself out there and someone, if someone connected with that, then they would already be a good client. Cause it's like, great. I can do the same for you. Like I can creative direct this way. I can help you represent yourself this way, you know? And I'm not trying to like put on a different face, then work with someone and then, then be like, wait, you know, like, yes. I love that. I love that meant that thought process. Cause for me too, with clients, I mean, sometimes I'm like, Oh shit, I just put that up and I might have so-and-so, but on the other hand, I don't really want to work with someone that doesn't like get me, <laughs> you know, like well, get- what I love about you and your podcast is like, you are so you and oh, so refreshing Thank you. and like your personality is so vibrant that I feel like that is only so beneficial to the people who are going to work with you. So they're like, I know what I'm getting, you know? Uh, well, thank you for saying that. That's so nice. But sometimes, you know, it's funny when you, you said something a minute ago that I was like, wait, I, agree. that is like, I don't know how to articulate it necessarily the right way, but I feel like I, I can be very, you know, like animated. I mean, it's all authentic, but animated and on my Instagram stories, but then there is also a side of me that isn't, I like to think incredibly deep. Like I live for therapy. Mm-hmm. I live for those, those d- deep vulnerable conversations, but sometimes it looks like one or the other isn't authentic because they're so polar opposite, but like, it's all me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I'm completely in the same boat where I'm like, I'm very much equally loud, goofy. Yes. Well, like watch the Kardashians. Right. And then on the other side, be like, all right, you know, here is my horoscope and like, I'm going to Reiki healing and I want to have like a deep conversation about, yeah, I'm just equal parts of that. So So, what, how do you like, cause sometimes I will say that is something, not that I get insecure about because when you're being authentic, you're and you're truth telling, like you said there, it is, this is who you are, but sometimes it does look like, okay, wait, I'm confused. She's 
funny, but she's also being like, like, do you ever, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like I, I, for my own advice, this is my own selfish. Like I'm asking you for, because no, sometimes no. it's hard for me like to be like, wait, they don't think I'm being real. So what I'm working, I'm actually working on like my first ever book, like crossing Ooh. my fingers that ever actually like gives birth. Oh, but, amazing. Um, but my first thing it's called, um, sage and Botox. Oh, and it, yes. And it is literally talking about, um, that struggle in between like being like finding, um, like spirituality, yeah. but also being of like the modern world. Yep. Um, and it's kind of this thing where it's me actually debunking. So what I'm trying to do is use my real voice instead of sounding, I think what creates the divide sometimes yeah. is trying to use the jargon of either side. Yep. You're right. like so trying like, to, to be what you think that side should try be. to encompass yeah. what that yeah. like yeah. thing is instead of being like, Hey, this is me. And I encompass a lot of different things, right. but this is my voice throughout. Right. Um, and so I'm actually writing something right now to try to like create a voice for the middle ground, um, yes. instead of only people on either side. I love this. When is this book going to be done? Okay. Well, you know, how it goes. <laughs> I know I've been working on a novel for six years. <laughs> I'm a few chapters in I'll send you, I'll send you. And then you can tell me what you think. I but would love to see, you, you know, books, <laughs> right. <laughs> Process. But what? A, but even if I would like, just the—I mean, selfishly—I just want to read that. Like, I just oh my want. Gosh, good. Well, you know, unless, at least I'll sell one copy. <laughs> You're so funny. No, but it's true. And you know, with social media, speaking of, you know, you know, being authentic and all of that on social media. What are your? If you could, I mean, God, this is such a broad question. But like, your what are your general thoughts on social media? You know, do you think it's a positive thing? Do you think it sometimes can be a real shithole? Um, the whole idea of hiding likes, which is apparently is happening like what are your thoughts on where social media is and where it's going I check d all the above (laughs) yep (laughs) um I I have a very I think as we all do if you have any sense of like self-awareness I think that you have a complicated relationship with social media Mm -hmm. so um I think that it it has brought me such beautiful friendship it's like it's such a love hate relationship Mm -hmm. because it's brought me the most beautiful, you know, the fact that we're having this conversation, you know, is like, and I love that. And I love that you can put a certain like thing out online and attract people who are interested in the same things. And I think that that's so beautiful. Um, but at the same time, I think that it's extremely stifling to truth. I think it's extremely stifling to, um, like being able, like it, it encourages you to do things, but it also completely like shuts down you being able to do things mm-hmm. because you're looking left and right. You're seeing like what does well, what doesn't. Yeah. And you know, I, so I think that it's, it's hard where I, when I I moved to Trinidad, I, felt like a whiny little bitch. And so I just got off of social media for a month. I, I kind of um, remember this actually. Yes. Yeah, so I was just like, I feel like I chose to do this and this is really hard, but I did not feel comfortable with, with 
sharing the story of what was going on because it was so multifaceted mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to show up online and show up online truthfully. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to live it out. And so I got off social media for a month, um, like didn't even like check it, didn't even whatever. And I was so happy um, just to be able to live my life. But I also, I think it helped me understand my relationship with social media and the fact that I think I produce more when I have social media and the fact that like, oh, I want to share this. Like I want to write about this so that other people can connect to it. Like I want it, you know, but at the same time, it was like, I'm getting on here. I'm. It, it's like this trigger button. Like if you're uncomfortable in any of your emotions, you just like reach for your phone and like look through other people's yep. eyes. Yep. <laughs> totally. And it's like I, this Pavlovian, Pavlovian like response. Yes. To like any kind of discomfort. Like you're, you're in an elevator and you're like, well, I need to see what Karen White's doing. <laughs> that fucking Karen White. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, but it's true. And I, you know, it's funny. Like I went off social media. I mean, you did a month. I went off for a week because I kind of lost my, I don't know what happened. I just, I needed a break. I went off. It was a great week and it made me reevaluate my relationship with social media, like you said. And when I came back on, I felt like I was coming back on from a different place. And I, so it was kind of nice. And so that kind of taught me like you can get away from social media for a bit and be okay, but it's totally a love hate relationship. It's the definition of a love hate relationship. Okay. So I want to know for you what your thoughts are on Instagram taking away likes. So I'm very much for it. And I know there are differing opinions on this and I understand that and I understand why, but I'm for it because I feel even for myself, like I, I don't want to see how many people get so caught up in, Oh, I don't know if I can post this because I don't know if it's going to get over X amount of likes. And then I shouldn't yeah, post do it. Well. Yeah. yeah. Like fucking post it. If you want to post it, if you get two likes, you get two likes. And, and so I think the fact that you're not going to see that I think might lend itself to more authenticity. I don't know. What do you I'm think? I'm so here for it. Yes. So me too. Me. And I know, I know people that are in that like influencer space or, or blog, whatever are saying, you know, well, it's going to screw me for deals and partnerships. Well, it shouldn't screw you for deals and partnerships because a, there's still going to be a way for you to tell those partners what, how many likes you're getting. But also if you're doing well, you're doing well. Like if you're producing content that people are engaging with, they'll know, you know, like I feel it's going to be okay. Yeah. Also, I think it's a really good wake up call for everybody who's built their like put every single egg that they yep. have in the Instagram basket. Uh-huh. It's like, OK, guys, like, come on. Like- yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I I, you have to I, like I, I feel like I mean, everyone's now saying this and I'm so glad that like take care your website and like your email list are your babies. Like Instagram could go away tomorrow. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's yeah. what I think. No, but, one of my friends yeah. is like super on the Pinterest train of like just putting all of her work little snippets of it on Pinterest. And she was just saying how it drives. So her business has gone up so much by putting all of that stuff because so many people are on Pinterest that they find like, you know, design she's done or words she's written or whatever and go to her website and then hire her. And she was, that's completely off of social media. Like, and so she tells me all the time, like, put yourself on Pinterest, put in. I just, I don't. I know. And Pinterest, but. it truly there. I mean, cause Pinterest is really, they say not a social media network. It's more of a, a like a search engine and people, I have heard that time and again, that it drives so much traffic. It can drive so much traffic if you utilize it. Yeah. So, I'm just like, I don't want another thing to tell my that I <laughs> Like, I'm good. Can I just like spend as little time as possible right. on this and then go live real life and like cook or something? Like, exactly. So what advice, so if you had to say the best, the best career advice you've ever been given, what would you say that is? 
Ooh, okay. So I remember this was, I don't know if this is the best career advice, but it was the or most any impactful, advice. it was the most impactful moment that I ever had. Yeah. Um, well, I have two. Um, but the first one was, um, I was in college and, um, I was working as an assistant, um, at a PR and marketing firm. Okay. And the, um, the graphic designer of the firm like took a extended, maybe like a sabbatical or something. I don't remember what it was, but like they were gone for a long time. Yeah. And so I was secretly learning how to do um, graphic design like on YouTube at night after I was working and going to school and whatever. Cause I was like, I, I wanted to be put into like the higher paying projects. Right. And cause I was poor AF. And, right. Like, right. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I want to be put on these projects. And so I was like pretending I could do, graphic design essentially and was teaching myself at night and eventually I got up to the point where I was like really doing graphic design and so she offered me a position as the graphic designer for the firm wow. and I felt so like such a fraud because I was like okay I actually do know how to design right. but I feel like I don't deserve this oh and and uh so I go in and she was she said I want to offer you this position but how much do you want to be paid mm. And so I'm, you know, like fresh, I haven't even graduated college yet. Right. I'm like, just, you know, I'm like a dollar more than I'm making an hour now. <laughs> you know, like I'm just so like meek to ask for something. And she goes, I already knew what I was going to pay you. But she said, don't you ever tell someone that you're worth so little again. Oh, wow. So and you've I was taken like, that with you now for everything. No, it's stayed with me because she was like, you tell people, people what you're worth. You don't yeah. let them tell you. Uh, I love that. It's true. Oh my God. I mean, I'm cause the same thing I have clients and I, I'm sure I, I, or at least I don't anymore. I've gotten better, I think, but I would undersell myself undervalue all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. Wow. Yeah. And I think that we think it's like polite as women. We're like, well, we don't want to like put you out. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> My husband like, gets so mad at me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a man's like, I'm sorry, I have bills to pay. Like, do you, you want in or you want out? Right. So that, you know? I mean, that's a, wow. So that's a good lesson. That's like something that could work in really anywhere in your life. Yes, exactly. And so I think that that, so I went forward in business where when I felt uncomfortable, like, you know, that feeling like yes. that fluttering of like, Oh, I don't want to send this email because I'm about to say like, how much is this going to cost? And yep. of just always being making someone feel secure in that, you know, that you're worth that because yeah. if you're asking for it, like you are worth that. And if they say yes, then they believe you're worth it. Right. Exactly. Like you don't have to sell any more than that. Like what you have to do is do what they hired you to do. Correct. They hired you for a reason. Right. So wow. Yeah. So I, I think, and I think people really respect you for that. You know, they're 100%. like, 100%. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's good. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, okay. This is going to sound like really, <laughs> this is sound really like, I don't know. Uh, but I think that this is something that I'm working through. Like, you know, how you're saying, like it's something I've worked through a lot of my adulthood through therapy and things like that. But the advice that I would give my younger self is that, I think I would have told my younger self that everyone is coping with life the best way that they mm. 
can with what they know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I think that that just makes so much more room for like forgiveness and empathy. And it's honestly like such a great way to get your head out of your own ass yep. and thinking that other people's reactions have anything to do with you or like are your fault or your responsibility, you know, it has nothing to do with you. It's all about them. Exactly. And so I think that that's what I would have, would have told myself as being like, Hey, like you do, you like spend that time that you're worrying about other people, like spend that time working on yourself so that you know that when something happens, it's not like your fault. Like that's their like coping mechanism for whatever they're being triggered by. Correct. Oh, I love that. That I, I have to tell myself that all the time. (laughs) Like I have to. Sure. Yes. Because I think like, and I just get the vibe from you, like you're such a empath that like, (laughs) I think that empaths in general, like take on the responsibility of like the energy of an entire room. Oh my gosh. Completely. And you're like, the vibe is off. I must've done something. Right. I did. I think at what podcast, oh, it's one of my, I did a solo episode on just on therapy in general and answered people's questions. And I was talking about how I'm, I'm, I'm so empathetic I feel like to a fault like I know there are good things about that too like you know but they're also like I feel I take on someone on the the mood and the emotion and the feeling of someone else so much that it's it's like not a good thing (laughs) no and something that like kicked me in the butt uh was not too long ago I was reading I don't know if you've ever read The Artist Way by Julia Cameron no but now I want to if you're recommending it I want to so incredibly good, like profound. Wow. Um, but she, it's kind of a workbook book kind of thing, but, um, she's incredible. But one of the things she said was that as artists or like people who are creative, we so often spend our energy, um, trying to save someone Mm. to try to save ourselves. Yep. Yep. And so she was saying like as empaths, like so often, like what we're trying, like we're trying to fix an energy when like really we need to just like put that focus on like yes. going to therapy and like right. working through our stuff and like whatever, instead of trying to fix someone else and then leaving this like trail of destruction of us trying to save other people. Yes. Well, I mean, it's literally goes back to, I know this is like so cliche. Everyone uses this analogy, but going back to put on your oxygen mask first or whatever, like, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. So then would you say, I mean, it might be something exactly along these lines. I'm not sure what would be, and you, I, you love quotes. Like I love quotes. What would your like motto or a motto or a quote that you try to live by every day? If you could only pick one, what would it be? Oh, I know that's hard for you. It's hard for me too. trust me. <laughs> um, listen, if cauliflower can become a pizza, you can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that like, one. You know, <laughs> right. Um, okay. But like real talk, um, something that I live by is, um, to stay curious. I know mm. that sounds very cliche. No, but I love it. Yeah. Um, to follow your curiosities, mm-hmm to stay curious instead of judgmental. Um, and so like anything that I take in that like rings a bell for me, I will like get curious about it instead of try to label it. Um, you know? Yeah. You are speaking my language. I feel like I, I, uh, I've been, I've probably talked, I've probably like talked about this so many times people are gonna be like, all right, Julie, we've heard this, but you and I haven't talked about it. When my, my husband and I were very close to separating, we didn't therapy saved our marriage. We're happier than ever in a nutshell. But during okay, that same, we have the same exact oh, story. Okay. We need to talk about this offline. 
Yes. <laughs> and then maybe online. <laughs> okay. So we, but I, there was a, during that time last year, I had people that would ask me questions, but not from a curious place. It was completely Ooh. from a judgmental, but did you go through this? And I was, and I feel like we're living parallel lives. You're in Trinidad. I'm in Florida, but same thing. But I, but I really, and I kept saying, I'm like, and I kept, I said on my Instagram, there's a difference from ask, asking from a place of curiosity than a place from judgment, like check yourself. And so that's been my main thing. <laughs> No, I was talking to my friend about this the other day that I feel like judgment is literally being in like a canyon with a bunch of other people and like someone throwing a rock at like somewhere as far as they can away from them. Yes. So that like everyone looks at someone else instead of them. Yes. Like, yes. So I feel like when people are like asking out of curiosity, like quote unquote curiosity when it's not curious is like their feeling of like, I, uh, I want to look at your mess instead of yeah, like my own <laughs> have people look at mine. It's true. And I, I really like, even I'm talking in good but friends that are still friends of mine, but like I had good friends where I'm like, are you really like thinking to myself, you're really asking me like this? Like I just, I was very, and I know it's not, they don't necessarily mean any harm by it. They might not be able to control it or help it, whatever it is, like be a little more self-aware, but you know, it's just, it was such an totally. interesting, um, so you obviously understand that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, in so many different, like, I feel like people have that with every single decision you make, yep. you know, yep. like, Anything you do that rubs someone even the slightest bit, they're going to ask a question, a.k.a. tell you, like, don't really, like, completely or, like, I'm scared of not understanding what you're doing. Right. So that makes me uncomfortable, yep. you know? And that's what it is. It's, it's so we could have a whole freaking episode on that. I know. I'm like, <laughs> five hours. Like, Can we do a part two, please? Um, <laughs> but before we, well, we're not wrapping up yet because we, I always end my episodes with this little rapid fire round of very fun questions that have, that are not, you know, that are very random. So first thing that Let comes go. to your mind, get ready. Okay. Um, if you can have, if you could have drinks or coffee with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Mm. Okay. I have a toss up between Maya Angelou and mm. Stevie Nicks. Oh, I mean, that's a like, good toss up. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm picturing drinks with like Maya Angelou and I like want to give her tequila and just like <laughs> let her go wild yes. and like get feisty. Yes. Um, and then Stevie Nicks, I just think, I know that was a cop out that I said too, but no, I don't know. I guess I just have this theme of like really badass women who like, don't give a shit what other people think. Yes. They're just like, I'm going to live my truth and like you can take it or leave it. Correct. I love it. Well, you could have drinks with both of them. Um, so, oh my wait. gosh. Can you imagine us three? That would be just like, my mind would explode. Explode. I would like, actually fall over and not be able to have a conversation. Right. Like there'd be no conversation because you'd be dead. No. <laughs> what? Um, that's amazing. If someone, play, if there was a movie made about your life and someone played you in it, who would, who would play you? Um, does it have to be like, because they actually are like, no, it could be like based, based on aura or look or vibe or just someone you think could play you well. Who? One of the Olsen. Yes. Is seeing that they haven't acted since being a kid, like to have them play me in a movie would be like the greatest comeback since Twinkies. Like, Wait, you, <laughs> since Twinkies. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, if you were cool enough for one of the Olsons to come out of acting sobriety. Right. To like, be you in a movie like you've made it done but you also have very similar hair to them you're very lucky yeah, like, 
Yeah, we don't own a brush. Like right. it's very similar. It's very similar. You're so funny. Um, okay, if there was an airplane out, I mean, you travel a lot, so this might be hard. If there was an airplane outside where you are right now, where would you have it take you anywhere in the world? Is it bad that I'm like already like panicked? I'm like, oh, we're going to say bye soon. Uh, <laughs> I'm sad too. <laughs> um, a plane to anywhere, I would go to Morocco. Ooh. So is my favorite place in the entire world. Wow. Um, it's, it's like my homeland. Like when I, when I went to Morocco for the first time, I felt like I'd met a best friend, if that makes sense. Wow. Like it was this feeling of like, oh, like such a connection. And like my house is covered in like Moroccan rugs and textiles. Oh, wow. Like I love it so much. And um, have you ever been to Morocco? I haven't, but I, I mean, I've heard it's incredible and you're making it sound even more incredible right now. No, it's incredible. So one of my favorite cities there. So I've gone a few times. Like I just, wow. I cannot of it um but there's this city called chef shawin mm. um and it's called like some people call it the blue city or like the blue pearl oh and i think it's the most magical thing in the entire you like beyond what you can imagine every single every single thing in the entire city is painted blue wow and i've never so even heard of this you need place. to look it up you need to google yeah, it i'm going to um and so yeah so like when you look out over the city the sky and and the ground are the same color, like almost how like the ocean melts into the skyline. Oh. Like look out, it's like they're almost the same color because every single thing, like I mean, we're talking like the 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 uh, streets. Are the you bottom. serious? Like, yes, like the ground is painted blue. The outside, the rooftops, like everything is all these different shades of blue. Oh my um, gosh, it's unreal. Wow, um, I want to go yes. there. It's so, it's so magical. Um, and like, I remember I took a bunch of different photos while like from where I was staying was kind of like looking out over the city and I took different photos at different times of the day. And depending on what the sun was doing, like all the blues would change, but it would mm. mimic the sky. So it ah. was like, so throughout the day, like every single photo looked different, whether it was like light blue, dark blue, like almost a purple, like it was just beautiful. Wow. I mean, you just sold that place. I think everyone's yeah. going to go now. Everyone wants to go now. <laughs> That's so, good. so if you could only bring three things, not including people, like you already have the people or the pets and all okay. of those things there, what three items would you bring? Um. Okay. I would bring my journal. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a given no matter yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. Um, I would bring my journal, a really good camera. Mm -hmm. um, I would bring the book uh, Soulmates by Thomas More. Ooh, why so? Why, how come? So... I read that book the last time that I was in Morocco and oh. it's essentially talking about, it's not soulmates makes it sound like it's like this, like very romantic, yeah. book, but it's talking about, um, how the soul actually works. Wow. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. Like the, the, I'll, I'll, I need to like give you a, a book lineup of things. That I, I need like a, I need a list of things like Kendall approved things that I'm now going to yes. go buy or do. Um, <laughs> So Soulmates by Thomas More was one that wow. I read during my trip last time. And it was almost this, it kind of set the tone for the entire trip. Um, wow. And yeah, so it, and that city was such a good background for that kind of introspection. It's really beautiful, but it's not heavy. So right. it's not like, oh, you're going to cry through this. It's very empowering to understand why we connect to other people and like Ooh. ourselves and why like certain things work in relationships and not. It's like very beautiful. Oh my God. You have really good suggestions, by the way. <laughs> so, so now unrelated to that, who is your celebrity crush? Like your hall pass? 
Oh, gosh. I would haul past the F out of Bradley Cooper. Who wouldn't haul past the F out of Bradley Cooper, right? Like, Yeah, like, he, I just got such a boner for his talent. Oh, my gosh. Star, like, Star is Born. Like, I just, the fact that he wrote it, directed it, yes. played in it, yes. learned how to sing. Like, what? Yeah, I agree. That is 100%. I do think my husband would actually say, if Bradley Cooper wanted to sleep with you, please, by all means, go sleep with him. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah. he'd be on board. He might join. I'm, definitely like a one night stand where you like absorb the talent from yes. this person. Yes. Um, and then you never like talk to them again right. because that's definitely not someone I could handle like being in a competitive no. creative spirit. God, no. <laughs> okay. No. If you had, if you had one extra hour in the day, how would you use it? If I had another hour, it'd probably be to like be social like outside of the house with because mm -hmm. I think that like I wake up so early for running right. that I'm so tired by the time that like most people are like finishing up with dinner like whatever and so I think that I would want an extra hour in the day so I could like maybe e either get an hour of sleep on the front end right. or um have an extra hour where it's like oh I could stay out until 11 or 12 and yeah. not be like devastated in the morning. You know? you, do you go running so early because it's so hot there or? Yes. And so it's not, it sounds like really like crazy, but it's not safe for me to go running by myself here. Oh. Um, and so I have to run before like with Clint oh, um, before it. he goes to work. So we, we get up at like four forty-five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we get up at like 4.45 or 5 in the morning and then go run. And then I have to have him at work by like, you know, 6.30. Oh, he has to be and, there early. Got it. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like if we, if we run in the morning and things like that, like I'm so tired by, you know, and, and here people are very, very social. And um, so people will like get off of work. Like Clint doesn't even get home until like 6.30 or 7. Right. And so I'm ready to pass out at like 9.30. Right, right, right. And so I think, you know, when he'll be like, oh, let's go out and be social and whatever. Well, people will want to stay out super late. And I just, I sometimes I cannot hang. So I would right. definitely want an extra hour yes. to just, you know. Love it. Yeah, just to, to not be okay. tired. <laughs> but like side note, I want to know what you would do with your hour. Oh, good. Turning the tables. Uh, what would I do with my hour? Um... It wouldn't be sleep because I feel like I get ample sleep. I actually haven't thought about this for me. It wouldn't be sleep. Um, I feel like because like you too, like we have very, like we, when we were setting up this interview, it was so easy to set up because we both have really flexible, flexible schedules yes. and we Thank work heaven. remote. So like I'm, I feel very grateful and fortunate that I can choose to like go run a couple errands in the middle of the day or do whatever. But if I could have an extra hour, I would, God, this is hard. I would say... Or what would I do with it? Um, yeah. <laughs> God, turning the tables. No, um, I would probably use it to like to read. Is that lame? Because totally. Are I you kidding? I'm like full of book suggestions. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, I want all your books. Like, I just feel I don't read enough. Not like I, I, I don't read as much as I would want to. And like, if I find an amazing book, I will, I will, like, I'm very, I'm a binge person in terms of like TV. I will binge the whole season in a day. I'll binge a whole book in two days, but I would want an hour where I could just read. Meaning like I wouldn't go on my phone and cause right now I don't read cause I'm just always on my fucking phone. So, totally, yeah. yeah. So I would read. Um, 
But thank you for asking me. Yes. Um, okay. Now the last couples are, I actually don't always ask this cause it's not always at the end of the year, but I'm going to ask you, what are you most proud of from 2019? Um, definitely, um, like having the balls to move here. Yeah. I think that yeah. like moving in general is so scary, but like to move here, I I'm just really proud that I like did it and yeah. like did it chicken out. No. And I feel like you're rocking it. Like you, and you admit to the, you have days that kind of suck, but then you're really like, you're, you're in a good place now there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I definitely almost pulled the plug on it right before we moved. Oh. Cause it was such a long moving process. Yeah. Um, that I was like, I just, I can't do this. And I almost like pulled the plug right before and was just like, no, okay, I'm going to oh. do this. Like this is fear speaking, not right. like reality, you know? Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm most proud part. that I did it and I'm here and everything's okay. Right. Right. No, it's amazing. So what are you then most looking forward to in 2020? Ooh, 2020. I think the thing that I would say that I look forward to the most is actually working on this book that mm, I, yeah, I think that I, it was so crazy. So, you know how I told you about the artist way? Well, right. they have this thing where, so the first time I read it was like years ago, like probably five or six years ago. Wow. And one of the, one of, I was flipping through it. Um, and one of the little workbook pages said like, what are five things that sound like dreams that you would do that you don't think that you can do. And it was so crazy. Cause you know, you change so much, yep. but like your core desires are the same that right. I looked on there and it was five things that I'm doing right now. And it was like, one of them was surfing, which is like, I've been sur like learned how to surf and have been surfing Wow, and like, um, like surfing. Another one was playing the piano. Yeah. Another, and I'm learning how to do that for the first time in my entire life. Wow. Um, another one was writing a book. Um, another one was, um, uh, sh writing and sharing poetry. Oh yeah. And if, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. these things are like, but I wasn't doing any of those. And so oh I think that for 2020, it's like, I'm just excited about coming more into this space of like doing the things that I actually want to do versus yes. have to do. I love that. So maybe this, so in 2020, you could finish this book. Yeah, I would. That's my dream. That's I would dream. love by the end of 2020 for this to be like wrapped up and it live its own life. Yes. Like in a year from now, we could be doing another podcast and the book's already out. Yeah. Like I'm pregnant with the book right, right. now and I hope that I give birth, you give birth right. next year. Exactly. You know? Oh my God. Before we totally wrap up, tell everyone where they can follow you, Instagram, website, all the places. Yeah. Um, so Kendall Hannah, um, um, my Instagram is at Kendall Hannah, which is K E N D A L L H A N N A. Mm -hmm. No H at the end of Hannah. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think that the best place like website wise, just cause this all connects is, uh, the white Buffalo project yeah. dot org. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so that's where you can, that's find amazing. Me. And not the Kendall Hannah. That's the man that I first called on Skype. Definitely. Oh not my him. gosh. Yes. <laughs> she called a man and was like, no, I'm looking for Kendall Hannah. Well, I thought maybe like, it was I your husband. Kendall like I was like, oh, maybe he's home like working today. 
<laughs> no, and I so I was like, maybe that's my male alter ego. Right. Like, I mean, it could be. It's you know, so funny. Like I should call him. Right. Right. Oh my god, yeah. I do not want this to end. I seriously, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, and I don't always say that. So <laughs> oh, I, I would like so love talking. Oh my to you. god, we'll have so much. We, of for taking course. the time to, we have to, to have this conversation. And I feel like we might have to do a part two, like either when your book comes out or like down the road. I don't know. I just feel like there could oh be a part gosh, two. Here. Absolutely. Yes. You know? Okay. Anyway, thank you so much, Kendall, for being here, for doing this. It was so much fun. Everyone follow Kendall at Kendall Hannah. No H at the end of Hannah. And you can always follow me at actually, I have to say, I just changed my username from Julie Lauren 14 to by Julie Lauren because the 14 threw people off. So I am at by Julie Lauren on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. So everyone follow both of us. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.